Hey everybody, welcome to episode 114 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Jingle, welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben BT. How you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. Good, good, good. And well, I say as is with always, although I think Trips has had a couple of weeks off it. Trips is with us too today. How you doing, Trips? Good evening, gents. All good. Thank you very much. Um, sadly, Milton couldn't make it tonight because uh, I believe his words were, "My daughter sneezed in my mouth," and uh, he's been poorly for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like family sharing i know apparently yeah i thought it was an excellent description um and uh yeah i think that's probably about right but we are also joined by our patreons today this is our our our, our live stream uh we've got a bunch of folks in chat which is wicked but uh we're not just here to chat with them today although we will do so guys in chat and just pop your questions in and we'll we'll talk talk along we as we go uh but bt episode 100 and flipping 14 man what are we what are we talking about today yeah we're going to be talking about if unofficial teams are you know good bad i probably won't do that again but you know because they're always good we're going to be talking about unofficial teams in blood bowl and why they're good <laughs> i don't think it's, it's going to be hard to disagree with this one uh, no no actually i've got i've got a pretty compelling case We've got some talking points. Well, yeah, we've got some Ooh. good stuff. We were, we were talking about doing a round table again because Ben suggested this before and it turned into a really good episode. So we might try something along the lines of that. But if if you guys... If, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. But I don't mind subbing in for the uh, the side of, uh, of potential concerns because I've had one of those days at work where I'm feeling antagonistic and I'm having to question and remind people of how stupid things are all day long. All day long. From the moment I woke up to about an hour ago because oh, the resident resident corpo just <sighs> just you know optimizing things anyway yes we're going to be having that conversation as long with uh, the usual hobby and games and news and good stuff and that recording i'm just going to check I hate that my laptop flags up red. It's like you've only got 40 gig left of your hard drive. I'm like, that's fine. That's plenty. The HPC. Although when I did that painting video, it took up 22 gig of space, which was that's absurd. Impressive. Absolutely absurd. It's because the, um, the, the PTZ cameras, they chuck in there and they chuck in and it just, it just makes any video I make with it just like, oh yeah, that's a gig. It's like a minute intro. It's like, that'll be one gig, please. Um, and then I export it as 1080p from my iPhone, so it all just seems very stupid. Really. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to with always. Apparently, yeah, that'd be uh, like a three-year upload from your family. It is an overnight job. <laughs> it is an overnight job, as is running the labour model at the moment. When it, when, yeah, it's, it's it's about six hours to upload the podcast, which is why I cannot wait to move. Even though the two of the houses we're looking at at the end of this week are, are old people bungalows, one of them legitimately looks haunted. Um, like, uh, which I personally am very excited about. Uh, Tiff has mixed feelings. Um, big fan of Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. So maybe that would be like a bargaining point. And I could be like, I could be your own Zach Bagans. Um, 
we could get affected. Uh, you know, anytime you have a bad mood, Ben was affected. Just Hello. get one of those little infrared cameras and walk around. And... Oh. Do you know what? Have you ever watched any of the Paranormal Activity movies? Oh, I think like the first couple, like years and years ago. There's, uh, there's one of them which has uh, the, the Xbox Connect. Um, and you know how oh, the Xbox Connect puts like the little yeah. green dots out? The little dots yeah. out? Well, you can't see the dots, but you can see them on an IR camera. And it has the creepiest scene in all of the ghost movies I've ever seen, which is just this <laughs> this human shape moving through the dots on an IR camera, just like recording of a living room. I've got chills thinking about it because it's just the most like horrifying thing where you just see the shape just move in the dots. It's just horrid. <laughs> it's just horrid. Anyway, yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get the haunted house. Uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, just gonna check in chat. Um, although we probably should do stuff. Even bonus, even bonus. Matt Kerr, how you doing? I engraved a Blood Bowl logo onto Leather Coaster the other day. That's pretty cool. Uh, Bonehead Ben hates the squigs. Confirmed. Oh, that is just Ghost Hunters taps. Oh, I love it. They use the SLS camera as well, which makes me very happy. But I'm getting. Oh. It's, I'm in like a ghost hunting video game binge at the moment, and like, yeah, these are all the terms I only know for video games now. <laughs> Turning Gen Z, more Gen Z by the day. Which is which is the good the good gen? Is that is Gen yeah. Z the bad gen? No, no, no. We like Gen Z. Which is the TikTok gen? Yeah, it's Gen Z. Oh, okay. Fine. I mean, I I <laughs> I like all gens, um, especially the <laughs> the next generation is my favourite one. Star Wars uh, plug. I love it. It's tragic. Yeah. I'm hoping that Andrew in chat picks up on that one. As, uh, yeah, he's my, my Star Trek buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got some news. Let's go to this camera. Let's go to, let's take this off there. Click, click. And then we go and we press this button here. Sorry, guys, in chat, this is probably the least exciting it could possibly be. But I guess we brand this as behind the scenes, which is, I think, what you're supposed to do when something's rubbish? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's behind the scenes. It's behind the scenes. Gen Z is Zoomers. <clears throat> exactly. I, yeah. Well, I hate Zoom with a passion. I don't think that's good. Oh, it's terrible. I, hate, I also hate Teams. But but Zoom is Zoom is, is the worst. I love Google, as you know, by me dragging you guys onto Google. <laughs> to do this, does <laughs> uh, the job? It does. Better than Skype, and yeah, also it's it's Skype. It. I remember that. Oh yeah, man! Skype was trash. <laughs> Discord was pretty good. Discord is pretty good. Still the best option. We only transitioned over to Google so I could record it if it all went wrong, didn't I? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Discord's quite a good place to find uh, documents that shouldn't be available in public forums. Oh, I I saw that too. Although, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like a really secret team. The funny thing is, it's just like, I think I'm in a lot of Discord groups where that thing could happen. People get like really wound up and annoyed and they're just like, no, 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 I've got documents to prove it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, I probably that's, know the guy. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh, Stoney says, I thought BTS was Ben's tech skills. Uh, 
Blood Tithe Ben has some legitimate tech skills. I have the kind of tech skills that was demonstrated by a mixture of MacGyver and the A Team. That's that's kind of that mixed with Battlestar Galactica. I just it's just I've used cables until it works. It's awesome. It's great for all sorts. There's, DIY. There's always tech. another cable. Yeah. Yeah. First aid. It works for all things. Um, yes, that's technically what human bodies are. I think uh, the only difference is like um, my degrees in tech skills, so it looks better. But I think we both do the exact same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you can just say that person has tech skills, but I think anyone who's remotely competent with technology just MacGyver's everything anyway. Yeah, so. it's a really, it's a horrible, horrible moment of realization, isn't it? When you mm. get into a room with a bunch of people and you're like, "Cool, we're the experts. These guys are the experts," and they're like, oh, "I don't know, mate. Google it." like yeah. <laughs> you're like cool i was like wow really love this thing this piece of work you've done like how did you pull it off and like, i don't know just copied some stuff from the internet used some other bits yeah. and uh and made it work and i was like well i could have done that and they're like yeah exactly like <laughs> you're well, one of the experts <laughs> welcome yes yeah. it's horrible being a uh, an sme a subject matter expert in a room and you're just like oh god why is it so hard for you all to just to google this i don't understand uh but yeah anyway we're back on more my day um Ah, but we need to we need to move on from that. Move on from that, mm. and I'll press record, and we'll talk Blood Bowl news. Okay, so Blood Bowl news. Uh, we're kind of in in the quiet period. It feels like monthly now, guys. It goes like beginning of the month is just like boom, loads of stuff, and then we get this nice little quiet bit, like in the middle of the month, where everything's kind of calm. Although the month is running away with us, there is one teeny tiny bit of Games Workshop news. And then there's a big thing I want to talk about from Games Workshop. So the first bit is that Cindy and Puggy have been released. They went up for sale on Forgeroid last week. Um, I I was going to... I don't know. I do need to pick them up, I think, to do an unboxing review. But they're not high priority. And the uh, I love the models. But the, the finger in the sandwich, just the thought of that being in, in cast resin just upsets me. Like... <laughs> That, that just no. oh that is just one stun away from just being wrecked yeah. uh yeah. so a little bit a little bit worried about that but i mean he's painted in the green bay packers colors so although uh, as evidenced by my most recent hobby video painting things in green is a terrible thing to do with the green screen uh, i got to the end of the video i was like look look at the green yeah, flames of the, the tree and i was like <laughs> and it's invisible yeah <laughs> I was like, that's okay. What about this guy? He looks cool too. And he's got no head because he's invisible. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, the black backdrop. That's it. We need more brown paints. That's all we need. I even went with pink. Yeah. I put pink on it because Tiff was like, I like these colors. I was like, okay, they look like uh, high vis. That's fine. You know, I approve of safety. This is wonderful. Uh, and painted them thusly and then they became invisible. But anyway, yeah, we got uh, Sidney Pyrus and Puggy Bacon Breath um star player wise what are we what are we waiting for then what else well else? it's used to me that these are released i swear we've talked about cindy and puggy being released on the last three podcasts this is really the well, first time it, of getting it's the whole yeah they, they came out on friday the they tease mm. you the miniature and then they finally go oh by the way you can buy it on friday and everyone goes okay <laughs> this is mandela effect real hard like i swear <laughs> god these came out well i think this also yeah, came out with the tree well, this might be the whole like now. Nah, Ripper's been out for ages. No, 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 no. That was that was brute fun. 
Yeah, but, yeah now, but, now you're just gaslighting me. Yeah, yeah but Pug, Puggy's been out for ages. No, that's that that was pretty fun too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's brilliant. I mean, I like it. I like it. <laughs> here we go i've got some great stuff it's actually brute fun in chat he says as someone that used to work tech support we were talking about this a second ago can you fix this let me google your error message is the appropriate response uh but his comment on the uh, puggy bacon breath is that's not quite how sandwiches work uh and and that is that is not unfair that's true i wish my sandwiches had this structural integrity like, i don't think <laughs> it's hard enough getting them together but that sits in the sweet spot of cartoon food though doesn't it and yeah i mean this may be a controversial opinion but i don't think anything in the world has ever looked as delicious as a cartoon chicken drumstick uh in... oh, no i was i thought you were gonna go with the scooby-doo sandwich okay yeah. fair, fair enough there is just yeah like oh man cartoon food just looks the absolute best um they still don't have a ripper model that's true blood bowl doesn't need physics to work actually that's very true baron says uh grashnak is missing um i think we've got all the original stars all the Amazon stars, all the North stars, because the way they're doing these spike releases now are are fantastic. I really love that. The bundling everything together makes it an expensive month, but it means that it's like, it, it, I don't know, I like the way they're doing the releases for the teams. So Grashnak is outstanding, and then it will just be the other guys missing from the Almanac. And we've seen mm -hmm. with the Grasp Tentacool, Tentacruel, uh, he's been spoiled, which means we've got the other Nurgle blocker and... Um, and and rip ripper himself yeah oh my and god and then the ones from blood Bowl three yeah that's an interesting one isn't it i mean if they've yeah. got if they've got stars in blood Bowl three as there is there's 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 two i think we saw is that right trips because i think they're both in the dark elf roster yeah, the, the dark elf ones the problem is we need a team to have to be released for some rules for them first well well we kind of i tell you what we were one thing we were talking about for a long time um was uh <laughs> sorry baron in chat said uh, i love puggy in all honesty but cindy looks a little bit psychedelic <laughs> that's actually very true um uh we were talking about the goblins weren't we because we the goblin stars like ripper and, and bomber because we saw the art for fungus the loon a while ago and we kind of all were like oh that means that you know maybe they'll do a there's no more orc goblin teams to do, so we thought maybe they'd do like a retroactive spike with with goblins to bring them out. But actually, because they're they're not opposed to just releasing a star, and they're not opposed to including them in an almanac, that I wouldn't be massively surprised if that's that's what we saw. I like to see those guys land in an almanac, just like as kind of like here's some other stars and here's some great models, maybe. Yeah, but almanac is like Christmas time or January time, so yeah. Ooh elves do need some more stars um but i don't know trips maybe i, I think hopefully we'll see another team before then i was gonna far too long now i was gonna say yeah, yeah. like maybe uh maybe the vampire rumors are not true and we'll have high elves next instead and actually Asperon thorn and um tentacle face the dark elf will both yeah, appear in those i don't know i don't know i i right i tell you what what that does do is uh eloquently lead on to the really exciting news this month of warhammer fest so warhammer fest is coming up next weekend and i've i've been saying for like a little while now right oh it's oh. okay 
this will be it. That will be when we get our next bit of Blood Bowl news. Like the next Blood Bowl release surely will be previewed at Warhammer Face Fest because Warhammer Face, um, because like you know everything's gonna be there and everyone's you know it's like the biggest thing. And uh, they dropped out the graphic. I even made Tiff look this up on her phone. I was like, oh sweetheart, you do me a favor. You know, go to the Warhammer community, click on the Warhammer Fest bit. I was like, right, on that graphic there, where do you see the Blood Bowl logo? And she was like, I, is this a trick? And I was like, no, it's just misery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, I keep, I keep wanting to see the logo for like Blood Bowl stuff. And it, it, it keeps not being there, which is crazy. Um, although, yeah, it's too long. I think you called this, Ben, didn't you? That actually they'd want to do everything they could to focus super hard on 40k 10th. Yeah, it was, I think everything, even if they did announce something, it's going to be so like overshadowed by 10th. Um, which looks amazing. Sorry, I know I, can't, I shouldn't talk 40k in this space, but oh, yeah, I, I'm usually very critical of Games Workshop, but it's like they've actually got a game designer in to design 10th edition something is crazy something's happened like it, it i think so just i don't know i it's wonder if that game oh yeah yeah it's all the the money they got from cyanide uh that cyanide saved on their game testing uh, <laughs> uh yeah good 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 times um i don't know man uh yeah i was expecting to see good. what 40k Sorry, yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah, so I just wanted to say, like, it's 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 had me very excited and got me feeling very positive, um, which is actually really good. Um, yeah, you were even and, positive at the beginning of this video, like when we were recording. Yeah, which, yeah, it makes a big difference, you know. It's I, I'm so used to being so doomer about Games Workshop releases, but this one has me um feeling good. Um, shame it's not alternate activation, but you know, nothing's perfect. I don't think an army yeah. scale game like that. I don't, I don't think it could take it. Alternate activations are only really good for um, six elements or less, I reckon. No, absolute lies. I'm building my <laughs> conquest army as we speak, and that game is perfection. And how many elements? And, how yeah. many elements in your annual force in conquest, though? Well, about the same as 40k. What? Really? In terms of like squad units and regiments you have, yeah. You have a bunch. Probably got like, yeah, you probably got individual units in a 2000 point game, like. 12 to 15 interesting all right well maybe i'm wrong um mm. i don't know i don't know anyway doesn't i i also like the look of it i also like the way the rules are going it seems pretty um i don't know it's just one of those moments where you're like yeah that makes sense yeah that sounds good like it's just it's just weird yeah which i'm a, a huge fan of and i look forward to seeing their work with age of sigma um Oh, actually, and the old world stuff has. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. The old world. I was world. surprised by how many other games are at Warhammer Fest, considering that it was going to be a big, big forty k, forty k this, forty k that, and you can play it as well if you go there, can't you? Yeah, yeah, they are previewing the rules. That's quite cool. I do like the look of that. I think that's quite exciting. Karen uh, says I'm looking forward to the old world as well. Chris Stevens says, please bring back my Wood Elves. Oh, man. Warhammer Fantasy oh. Battle Wood Elves. That was there. If you want good new Wood Elves, Lost Kingdom miniatures do such good revivals for Warhammer Fantasy armies that got forgotten. And Wood Elves is one of them. And I'm using two of them in a little College of Life team. I talk about hobby. Um, yeah, but they are really good. Same with, if you like, Tomb Kings, Bretonians, 
and Lizardmen. They're probably the, the highlight standout ones. And Chaos Wolf. Did I say them? Um, no. Yeah. No, really good ones. Um, but talking so. of Lizardmen, Games Workshop have released their new Lizards for Age of Sigmar as well. They look very different stylistically to the, the kind of classic vibe and therefore very different stylistically from the Blood Bowl team, which is mm. quite interesting because the Sauruses just look massively different. They look like a different breed of Saurus. Uh, which means, still Saurus. Yeah, but it means that actually there's going to be some people able to uh, do a fun little conversion there. And I think at some point we'll see somebody play Age of Sigmar, get in a box of Age of Sigmar and stuff and be like, ah, and end up just converting it into Blood Bowl. I think we'll see that be quite cool. And if we ever get rules for like um, a Saurus blocker star player or anything, that's that's prime conversion, even though, you know, oh, yeah. brute fun does an awesome star player model for Saurus and and there's you know there's plenty of great 3d printable models out there but actually you know sometimes it's fun to do a kit bash in that regard um but yeah warmer fest is coming up there's nothing listed for blood bowl but underworlds Warcry, middle earth age sigma old world horus heresy and kill team the only things missing there are necromunda which is fine adeptus titanicus which just got a new book anyway Although they do fit under the Horus Heresy now, Titanicus does. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're just, I don't know, we're just a little bit delayed with the next Blood Bowl release. And if it doesn't happen at Warhammer Fest, do you guys reckon it will just be on a random Sunday or a random week there'll be a preview? Or, or It feels like, I don't know, it feels like when they release their big releases when they do new teams and stuff it's previewed with a cool video and some great stuff and you have eddie and the other guy talk about the book for 27 minutes well that's that's the thing they could probably dedicate like a weekend announcement to it um and that's probably fine that's not really like their mo is it it's not we've had less of the preview preview sort of video ones since the since the game and uh um conventions have come back we've had less of the two hours of a black library book and oh by the way there's a new miniature coming <laughs> yeah that nurgle book was uh <laughs> that was that was uh that was not the best and um, actually the last couple of previews i think have been really good i've, I've checked into a couple of them and they've done a really good job uh, it's, it's weird i am actually i'm i'm finding myself be just genuinely really pleased and really impressed with the direction that games workshop's going in um I just wish one of those directions was a Blood Bowl release. But, uh, you know, one thing we can say is that we had a good chat with Jay, um, the, the the lead for Blood Bowl at, at, Warhammer, at Warhammer World. And, like, there's there's obviously stuff coming. And it's obviously really cared about, which is enough for me. Like, I don't mind guessing when something's coming out, as long as I know that there is going to be something coming out. And I think we're safe. Uh, and so that's good enough for me that's good enough for me i just have that kind of release anxiety <laughs> all of the yeah. time <laughs> the roller coaster of emotions is the lead up to potential and yeah it's good Ooh. it's a good time a uh, couple of fun bits in chat brief hun says i just want my old orcs back none of the swamp goblins from age of sigma that's reasonably fair although obviously they've got like the uh iron jewels and the the, oh gosh hang on i've got this um iron jaws oh yeah they are iron jaws iron jaws are the yellow big orcs and then they've got the um oh oh what are the black orcs get renamed to armored lads or something uh, 
Hard Boys? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're all under the Iron Jaws umbrella, I think, aren't they? They they were classic fodder for Blood Bowl conversions. The Black Orcs. <laughs> it was it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Karen says I bought some Lumineth Realm Lords when they first hit because I enjoyed the aesthetic. Yeah, it's kind of like a a more kind of um, 15th, 16th century Chinese influenced high elves, which I I, li- I did like the design. It was like, you ever see? Have you guys ever seen Red Cliff? Oh yeah, what a film, dude! Right, Dynasty uh, Dynasty Warriors, the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, that kind of aesthetic mixed with high elves, it was luminous. Yeah. Was great until they were like, do you know what high elves need? Kangaroos, and just unfortunately, just I don't understand. That was a strange. Great. That was a, stra- a strange decide choice. Um, Baron says uh, rumors are that the next team is October. Uh, I don't know if that's. I mean, it's such a long way away. October is Halloween, like, so that would probably be post World Cup as well. Like, I feel like there'd be something like ah, to drum up hype around the World Cup. I don't know. Oh, but the World Cup is nothing to do World with Club Ball, right? GW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they know it's going on. They can't ignore that. I feel like if people are talking about it and going to things, it's like a good discussion point. Oh, people think it's can. like, oh, what about that? They can <sighs> re- they can drop a new team release that weekend just to distract <laughs> everyone. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So that's why I think it's going to be around that. If anything, that October. would that would be that would be very interesting. Actually, Uh man, we always do say that the news happens when I'm abroad. Uh, so that's that's one to watch. Um, with uh i don't know i think when it comes to official like games workshop tournaments and stuff like that they're, they're getting the 40k and age of sigma boys i think like sides getting way bit much more involved with like the utc and stuff is that right ben that's what it seems with, like what with what sorry what did you like um games workshop uh networking with non-games workshop tournaments to involve them in stuff so for, for 40k oh, yeah. and stuff it feels like they've gone from from ignoring it to being involved with it or supporting it oh yeah like the nova is huge and stuff and that's yeah. not them like i mean adepticon they always go to and there's a huge reveal there and that's not them oh no so. but i mean from a tournament point of view as well like um yeah but these things have tournaments like like yeah. nova's like a huge tournament as yeah well. I... well, they've got that structure where they everyone comes through to the big gw mm. final tournament isn't it so yeah that's i i mean i'm not gonna lie i really do think that would be awesome for blood bowl mm. blood bowl has a different vibe of tournaments it's it's a a lot more little tournaments um and i assume that's because of the because like running a 40k tournament the logistics is that they're like legit right you kind of have to be a, a real you have to be like an entity to be able to pull together enough terrain and stuff for a 40k tournament um like a shop or a full-on hobby club or something that maybe there's just more kind of internal structure um which is interesting given the like you know the naf does exist and oh my god this is a really positive episode but the naf uh, have um changed up how they do tournament submission not tournament submissions that's still xml wonderful uh you know glory but like the way you submit a tournament there's they've got this cool little automated response thing that was like hey thanks we'll get back to you and then there's an automated response to say, hey, yeah, this has been approved. Uh, miles better than before, right? 
Um, you are positive, Ben. You're saying an automated email response is yeah. a technological like innovation. Well, yeah. but then now, it is, it is, is. These come from the low bar of going. I don't I haven't heard anything. Well, look, last true. last year we had uh, was it Bonehead Bowl that they just didn't do anything with, so it didn't. It wasn't sanctioned, yeah. and then because they hadn't yeah. agreed to sanction it, so we didn't report the results. They then said that they then they dragged their heels with. Um, was it Beachhead? Be- uh, was it Beachhead? It was be- one of the yeah, yeah Beachhead, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, we can't verify Beachhead because you didn't fill in the results for Bonehead Bowl, which we didn't tell you that was uh, uh, verified. <laughs> yeah, which we, we emailed should, about. We should, um, yeah, we really should have capitalised on this beef for the clicks. I think that's quite spicy. It's very exciting. <laughs> no, no, that's not how we roll. That we're not Hellstorm <laughs> Wargaming or or whoever the terribly bearded man. Oh, more beef. Let's let's hit up them. <laughs> that's something there. <laughs> Am I recording this? I am recording this. Yeah. Uh, snippity snap. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting one. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the Games Workshop space. And actually, I think I think that it is good because I think that it is good growth. And good growth means good access, which will form, I believe, part of our primary discussion for the day when it comes to unofficial teams and unofficial rules. Uh, but anyway, that's a little bit of a... A preview on that one um anyway yeah warhammer fest is coming up there's no blood bowl stuff that we know of we might get a little something we don't know and uh there'll be plenty of other cool stuff going on and plenty of other cool stuff going on out there in the world it is tournaments 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 um we are running one in like trip set a month's time We've got dorset dungeon bowl it is essentially sold out i'm a bit nervous to phone carl tomorrow but uh that'll be interesting to see because we might end up but you know we've got 40 47 i think tickets 47 48 have sold which is fantastic for a dungeon bowl event so that is basically sold out uh and then we've got some tournaments coming up so if you go to our boneheadpodcast.com you can click on the tournaments bit and you've got a little button there that you can take you to share your tournament or see other tournaments coming up and actually i need to hide previously uh run tournaments but where are we we're in april now so you got bruce bowl this weekend dominion bowl in Scotland this weekend, April Fool's Bowl in Doncaster this weekend, uh, the Spiky Egg Cup in Hampshire at Aldershot on the 29th, uh, Dorset Dungeon Bowl with us, and then you've got SOBB Sevens Spring in South South Oxfordshire on the 20th of May, which is Dungeon Bowl Day, um, and then Looncaster Bowl in Lancashire, all coming up soon. And there are some other bits and bobs going on around the world as well. So if you're not... There's also the... Um... NAF Championship um, next weekend. It's quite a big one. Yes, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... yeah, I had a green skin fellow ask me if I was going during club last night, and I said, sadly, had a wedding, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, the NAF C, that's, that's the big single-player one, isn't it? Where they got nearly 300, uh, yes. 300 coaches, because they also do the UKTC as well, which my goal... Yes, that was, was recently. Yeah, my goal would be to get to one of those at some point um because i don't know seems like a really really solid time but plenty of tournaments going on around the world including three coming up at warhammer world again in july is it july 21st is that when it starts uh it is yeah yeah it was july 21st 21st is the friday which is a sevens event and then on the saturday the 22nd you've got a 11s event and then on sunday the 23rd is the dungeon bowl event uh ben and i've got tickets to all of them 
I, I'm hoping I can tend all of them. Ben is adamant he's going to attend all of them. Uh, Trips yeah. has gone and got himself a holiday or some nonsense. Yep. Yes. Bad, <laughs> bad planning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that coming up. So I will be at some of those as well because the last one was such good fun. Like yeah, it, it, was, it was really, 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 really solid fun. So that was pretty, pretty cool to go to. I uh, just want to check in chat before we bounce to Hobby. Uh, Matt, I was ready to finally get on Sigma when Cities of Sigma would be redone, but having found all of my old dwarves, I might wait for old world. That's interesting. Uh, Baron says maybe they release one sooner just so people couldn't use them in the World Cup. Well, Baron, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can't use in the World Cup uh, already. Um, you know, like Ripper. Who you want to use? Ripper. Oh, they're yeah. plus, on the they're plus not... side. Cindy won't be there, which is something. And they did say they wouldn't change the rule set. Yeah. Because it's, it's locked it's locked in, so Yeah, which I don't know if is that I don't think that's all that necessary anymore. Locking in the rule set. Maybe like a, a month out or something, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean having a big old tournament uh, yeah, I guess from a TO Generally, point of view. You're only gonna get things added in. You're not gonna get anything taken away. I guess this creates the issue of like people going and submitting a high elf team and then them dropping a new high elf team and then you having the potential of both high elf teams being run although that's just what we do uh we have like so one of our events we had the old norse and the new norse and the old amazon and the yeah. new amazon and actually it was fine but then again it, the world cup is 2000 players so yeah. that's that's a significant yeah. difference um but i don't know i don't know i think with the digital submissions and stuff um i don't know i i think i think we're at a real turning point when it comes to blood bowl tournaments on a bigger scale i i think i think games workshop's going to get more involved um in one way or another um and obviously we're one step closer to my dream of a pro tour for blood bowl uh <laughs> just because i would love to be the the marshal at Sutcliffe of of blood bowl and do the commentary at blood bowl at a really high level that would just be a dream and uh one step closer to that with the Blood Bowl 3 update, maybe at the end of the year with spectator mode, right? Yeah, maybe. if it works and gets released on time. As long as I've got enough green gems to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> too oh, soon, man. Too soon. Too real. Yeah, too real. Too real there. Uh, Baron says, Guide the Sevens is on a school day, uh, but I managed to get a ticket for Saturday. Cool. That's really cool. Nice. Yeah, the, the, it's difficult. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of like weekday blood bowl. I think that was good. Um, it's easier for me to get out of work than it is weekend. <laughs> Definitely more expensive to go to when you've got to give up like a holiday day. Um, but yeah, it's quite fun and quite chill. And it's a nice little break in the week, actually. I quite liked having that little gap where it's just oh, like, right, forget it... about work for a bit, go play blood bowl, go back to work. <laughs> and I tell you what, I think the hotel was much cheaper because Ian just went up, Ian Warhanham, to play. Um, Silly Sigma at the weekend, and um, he had a horrible time of it at the hotel. I think because it was a weekend and it was all like lads, lads, lads. And there's me, like, True. I mean, we were. I was plenty drunk enough. I would have slept through that lads, I was lads, lads. Say thing. you were the lads, lads, lads. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> us, us there with our five pound bottles of wine, talking about politics until the early hours of half past eleven. Lads, lads, lads. It, it was very much more chaps, chaps, chaps. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the little instagram that videos of like uh the two posh posh folks just talking to each other in ridiculous situations um 
that was kind of it wasn't us that wasn't that wasn't it it was more just uh me and milton just kind of putting ideas into ben and rick's head and watching them <laughs> fight over things <laughs> oh, i can't wait for the next one <laughs> yeah no it was so good uh baron says joys of being a teacher but i do agree with you ah oh, dude yeah if it's a proper school day and you can't get out of it, then it is a bit of a nuisance. Um, yeah. But, I mean, as much as I love Sevens, uh, and I know that, Ben, you loved the format, and it was a lot of fun, it, I, I, of all the of those three tournaments, and this is weird for me to say, the Sevens one would be the one I'd be okay skipping. Uh, yeah? And yeah, and I think just not being able to pick your skills makes it a Brexit margin tick less desirable than the Elevens for me. Uh, that is true. It was weird. Um, it was. A, it I quite was liked a, as a one-off as part of a three-day. I think I'd want a little bit more, like you know, commitment. Just, not sure. Can you just, imagine if you have a really bad set of random skills on day one, and then that's that's it starts the the weekend that way, and you could end up going. I really didn't enjoy getting armbar loads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd stop taking random strength skills. Uh but but I mean even in the good general skills there's still there's still stuff you can't get. But anyway, um I think that's everything for Blood Bowl news. Let's move on to hobby. All good to go. Yeah. Okay, so hobby time, guys. What you've been building, what you've been buying, what you've been battling. Yeah, I, I love alliteration. It's going to take me forever, so I'll go last. <laughs> Start with trips. <laughs> trips. Uh, What's so mine, current? Yeah, so mine's not too bad this time. Um, I am nearly finished printing the uh, gaming table. I have all the tiles are done. Dude, all the frame clips are done. Um, I think I'm. Halfway through the frames, they print about two or three a day. It's going to be awesome when it all goes together. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, and then I was uh, I was finishing off my uh, guardsman killman kill team. Um, got finally got them finished, based, and Milton will be pleased with me. I magnetic them <laughs> and put them in their storage box. So they now. Yeah, no longer gathering dust on the table. They're uh, in a display box and started um, some Necromander Enforcers because Ben was mentioning so much that he hadn't taken them out of the wrapper. No, I thought I was primed. They are still sealed. But I did have, yeah, I did have a, a, a good, good priming day over the weekend and got, I think, sort of three different gangs primed and uh, a couple of random miniatures which were staring at me going please put some paint on me right. base it prime it move on to the yeah. next project i like it or or you know you could uh you could you could do the quick pass method and paint them up in no time <laughs> yeah good video on the channel available now yeah <laughs> Oh, I had so much fun doing that. I, I, it's far too much fun doing that. It was a lot of work, but I had a good time. Really good vid. <laughs> really good really vid. Like, really nice editing. I just had a good time doing that one. It was. Yeah. Although a few of those hobby crimes were like, Ooh, that's making me slightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's slightly like, um, you shouldn't be doing that, or slightly like, oh, I do that. 
Uh, uh, no, slightly like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's going to trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have put a trigger warning. Instead, I went with the South Park opening sequence uh, with a little text box that said this should not be used by anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like that. yeah. <laughs> That's the way I think all painting videos should start. Do not yeah. follow this. I'm making this video for clickbait. Don't do it. <laughs> it was a bad one. <laughs> but no, um, I played a game of Blood Bowl I'd forgotten about until just now. Uh, so um, in since our last episode, I had to play my last game of the regular season at Entoyment. This was before my mouth surgery. Um, and um, or the day of my mouth surgery, actually. <laughs> No, it, was, off, yeah. it was the day off yeah <laughs> oh that was yeah that was fun uh, tiff was uh, cross with me for that one she was like why are you not staying home in bed i was like i've got blood bowl to play it's like you're an idiot i was like but i've got blood bowl to play um it may and... damp dampen the pain <laughs> yeah so uh drew multiple bonehead tournament winner uh who what six seven owed our last event won the sevens yep. Yep. won the 11s is running norse in the entoyment league and my last game of the regular season was against him and i'm not gonna lie i was i was looking forward to the game because i do love chatting with drew but i was not looking forward to playing against norse and i was not looking forward to playing against a tournament winner because i've got a terrible record against bonehead bowl winners i think we all have right um good enough to give them a run for their money generally speaking not good enough to get the game uh, to to get it done but i um i don't know I, I was just right we're running i'm running skaven it's norse i don't like that match up because attrition tends to get me and uh i just i don't know i just i just played and i'm i just it was a good game uh drew had some bad luck and i pounced with the gutter runners at every opportunity i just full-on gutter run at it uh every drive um i just flooded the backfield pressured waited for something to go wrong and took my chances um and uh opened up i kicked to him i won the roll so i kicked to him and um i did that i uh, bounced the gutters into the backfield uh his valk i think double wonder go for it or failed to pick up the ball or something uh then i was able to bring a, a lineman around the edge to blitz the ball to roulette the ball uh, you know blitz someone onto the ball to roulette it and then gutter gutter run away so took a, a cheeky defensive touchdown at the beginning of the game he then drove down turn eight equalized um i had one turn left so i thought well, i'll give it another go and pulled off another skaven one turn touchdown which was just like ridiculous um so went two one up receiving got the ball went up scored with three one uh and then i can't remember if drew then scored and then i counter scored or if i'd managed to pull off another shenanigansy defensive touchdown but it was that it was a, a heck of a match um the attrition was 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 fine in the first half and that's what kind of carried me through um so what did he go for in, uh, inducements wise he had cindy he had rumbelo and he had a keg and um i uh, the, the my rat ogre just just ate cindy on uh the, oh. the, yeah she, she she got a properly good bomb against me hit four guys and none of them went down literally i i kind of felt bad for drew but also very happy for my gutter runners because it was just like uh, two one two three all four of the guys 
uh, completely avoided the opening salvo of bombs, and then the rogue kind of just wandered around Baster, uh, and then the next turn just six died her into oblivion, um, which was which was good, which was good, and then just I just managed to keep piling on the pressure and and got what I would consider a pretty surprising victory, um, but really happy with the the guys. They they did a great job. My little my little gutter runners. I lost a gutter because I fired him because of a random skill that didn't go right and i just you don't need gutters you don't need gutters like yeah, they're they're replaceable it's very very scaven of me um i think i'm on like player 17 now uh i think you I'm can at... see on tour play yeah you scroll down you can see all the ones that have failed you let's yeah. see never bay nightmares let's go to them oh, i'm on player 22 actually <laughs> Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep just like, nope, don't need him, fire him. Nope, don't need him, yeah. fire him. There's uh, a coach who looks after his players. <laughs> Skaven. Yeah. Absolutely Skaven. Uh, got a couple of line rats with randoms. Uh, Rat McAfee was out for the match. Uh, so another guy took his place and then rolled another kick. So I got two kick Skaven. Uh, sadly, my second blitzer is out. Uh, but I've got a Dauntless Wrestle random block gutter now, which is nice. Jump up block two heads gutter now, which is very nice. And accurate on the ball thrower is back for this game, which I'm pleased with. Uh, guard on the Roger, two kick boys, uh, a thrower with leader, uh, another gutter with block and a vanilla gutter, and a line rat with a random sure hands. So it's, it's a chunky team, like 14 players is probably one player too many for, for Skaven, but I'm actually fine with that because of the way I play. I tend to lose line rats regularly. So a, a bit 1,600 with four re-rolls, five with leader, just to really just part on the pressure and take all the dice rolls. I, um, <clears throat> I, I've, I've taken to just really redlining all of my players most of the time. It's like an episode of Fast and the Furious just meets Ratatouille uh, in my games at the moment, where I'm just like, a la rush, a la rush, a la rush. Everybody's movement nine in my team, um, which is why I've got five rerolls, which is too many rerolls. Uh, but I only took the leader boy because I needed him for the seven semi tournament because my main thrower was out, and then he just did a great job and got a TD, and I just was like, well, there's nowhere else to put him. I've already got an accurate, you know, um, on the ball guy, so I just chucked leader on him because I was like, well, why not? Anyway, the, 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 the Never Bay Nightmares are having a wonderful time. It was a good win. I'm really happy with that. So we're just wrapping up the season now. So I'm a top spot in the South Division um, with 34 points, six wins and a draw. My draw was a three-all draw against uh, John's Wood Elves, which was an absolute shootout, which was wicked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm quite happy to say that I'm sitting on the, the top of the board for most scoring, 28 touchdowns. Which is, I don't know. I guess scoring lots of touchdowns with Skaven is kind of my thing now. I think that's, I think that's where I'm, where I'm going for. I've got an average of three point one touchdowns a match or something. Um, I'm like that is that is that is. I'm happy with that. However, I have suffered the most casualties of any team in the league, um, which again is very much how I roll. Also, yeah, yeah, very Skaven too. Very, very, very much. But no, had a really good game. Um, a bit of a surprising win. And uh, just, yeah, we're going into the finals now. Uh, we've got a couple of games left to play before we figure out who's playing who. But um, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that, actually. <clears throat> um, how about you guys? Got any Blood Bowl played? Uh, I had a game last night. Um, yeah, I had my final game of the league, which unfortunately was the final game of the league. <laughs> 
or I am now out of playoffs. Uh, started strong with Chaos Dwarfs, but no rapidly way. petered out. Oh man! Yeah, what? I'm I'm being booted out now. By one nil loss to Vampires. Vampires, that's that's cool, man. How how did the Vampires play? It was awesome. It was against uh, Tom, lovely guy Tom. Um, that is his full name. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, this was a weird game. It was so swingy in terms of luck in both ways. Like, so in his first three turns, he took out all of my hobgoblins, um, but then also managed to roll two double ones, two and a double skull, like in those same three turns. So it was like every block he did removed a player. But then everything he tried to do with the ball was a turnover. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it started out really odd, but um, I managed to defend. Uh, I did quite an aggressive defense because I did want to kind of bait him to come close. So I I didn't, because he, he had four vampires and he was saying at the start of the game that his thrall to vampire ratio was a little bit worrisome. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go aggressive. I'm going to stack the line, just be like, just hit my guys. And then I'm just going to like ruin your thralls and you're going to be screwed. Um, and yeah, he hit my guys and killed my guys. <laughs> and yeah, so, but managed to grind out the the nil nil at halftime on the defense. Then I kicked. Um, sorry, I received on the second half, got the ball. It was all well and good. Um, and then again, because I've barely had hobgoblins, I just end up getting really ground out. Um, I did take out a vampire with a turn one blitz with two rushes with the Minotaur, which was great. Um, so he actually was down to two vampires, but even with them, he still had loads of thralls left and was just able to bog me down and outrun me every time I tried to break away, even with the ball centaur. He just played it really well. Um, eventually managed to steal, steal the ball, pull out some ridiculous turns of hypnogazing into like seven tackle zones and then doing some like four up five up dodges with vampires and yeah it was just gnarly um but yeah it was a well-deserved win a really well-deserved win and my minotaur was actually really good on that game and caused them a lot of problems and yeah minotaurs and chaos Wolves are really good that's not yeah. bad considering they're basically just a lizard man team but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was fun. Um, I'm kind of glad I'm not in playoffs with them. I feel a little bit done with Chaos Orbs now, if I'm being honest. Really not my play style. Um, but, yeah. That's cool. It's cool to see a couple of legacy teams play against each other, though. Um, yeah, for sure. Because uh, the league's kind of gone into the, the teams of Legend vibe. There's like a couple of Tomb King teams, a Vampire team, you know, obviously you with your Happy Dwarves. Um, yeah. You know, and even in the Entourment League, you know, Trips, mm. is running, Trips is running the High Elves. It's kind of... yeah. You know, it's the, the hipster thing to do. I like it. It's getting all the games in now before they get replaced, I think, is, is where it's at. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully coming back to Wobble soon. And I've been saying this for a little while, but Tuesday afternoon is like a big meeting afternoon at the moment for my job. Um, and meetings overrun and then the the, 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 the wheel is, is gone to leave the house and not just sit and cry um but yes so but it'd be nice to get back to wobble i intend on taking ugly um amazons uh and, nice. in, and inducing drawl and dribble as much as possible just to see if oh, i can plan. yeah just to turbo it see if i can run turbo amazons two of their catches drawl and dribble that's movement seven movement seven movement eight movement eight i love it i refuse to re uh, refer to those guys as as catches <laughs> as blitzers as blitzers yeah because yeah. they are catches without catch they've now got color i can put
Yeah. Okay. Uh, my other bit of hobby was was doing the the quick pass painting method video, which I had a really good time filming. Um, it was just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, it's been something I'd wanted to do for a while, do something a little bit different. Uh, and, uh, it's not, uh, you know, as good as the, the, the happy chappy slappy chip shop videos that are out there, but actually my paint everything brown video, uh, is out and, uh, I, I really enjoyed doing it and it got the, it got my punga team painted in, uh, in a, a short couple of hours. Well, I mucked about with the spinny plate and my big coloured lighting box that's sitting there as well, which is pretty cool. And um, oh, that was kind of my little bit of hobby, as well as printing dungeons and prepping dungeon ball teams for next weekend, which I am so excited about. <laughs> um, that was that was kind of my hobby, uh, which is, you know what, that's fine. That's been plenty. I intend to catch up with Mando towards the end of the week uh, and uh, and finish painting the dungeon ball teams. Uh, there was a lot of hobby crimes in this video, of which I you have been working on a um, cool little display thing, haven't you? I don't know if that's a secret project. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not quite ready yet. It's not okay. quite ready yet. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> tell you the truth, I, I batch printed a bunch that I put. I hollowed them out and put a drainage hole, and it didn't really work very well. So well, that okay. big that big print I put on the S two. Uh, I drain. It's just it's still they're still draining. So it's just, it's just I'm just gonna bin it. I think um, it's one of those annoying things where I have to customize bigger drainage holes in the back of the pieces. But that is that that will be done soon, and not just because Tiff and I are finally looking at houses this week. So I need to get a move on with my blood bowl storage because it would be good to have things organized by the time we move. Otherwise, I feel like things might go missing in the move accidentally or on purpose um so i think that's that's just doing my due diligence there oh you should see the um two two large plastic boxes i have of loose and now very broken miniatures that i just chucked in during my move and it was uh yeah some stuff in there is i don't want to think about how much money i've just broken in a plastic box <laughs> well i don't i don't really mind the unpainted bits it's the stuff that i've actually painted that i want to like keep all right because i just because what happens is i'll paint it i'll put it in a box and then i'll go to use it and i'll be like oh no i can't find it i have to paint another one and then i'm like that's well, just stupid isn't it um couple of fun bits in in chat uh karen says i thoroughly enjoyed the painting video but uh brute fun says i licked the brush too baron says great mm. result ben drew with nor uh drew with norse would scare me uh, it scared me uh i won my last league game with wood elves 4-1 but it was against halflings so it's hard to feel proud about it yeah but it's also hard to feel bad about that because you say halflings but you were you were playing against griff or carla so it's it's fine in this edition there is no there's no stunty shaming anymore it's not like oh it's goblins it's an auto win no 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 <laughs> that's hagflem or scrapper and bomber that is a challenge for any team like doesn't matter what's yeah. going on you know ogres you got the griff ogrewald build that can easily be run in league you've got you know halflings which are just star players um yeah there's plenty of stuff going on there uh <laughs> Brutus says the only player that matters is the kick lineman. The fact I've got two is amazing because that means that when one of them dies, I will have a spare. And Rat McAfee is back. Uh, I really liked the quick pass video. Says Lars, not every team needs to be painted to golden demon standard. Sometimes it's just nice to put paint on models and get a team done. The tree man is great, says Andrew. The tree man is amazing. Yeah, I just just 
we have so many good releases each month like brute fun is the number one criminal when it comes to that uh and it's just kind of like i i feel like you know four five team releases happen and i'm like i just want to i want to paint some of these and like ben says i'm working on some display cases so that i can actually just paint stuff and have them on a wall somewhere or just like have have things out that i can keep them and it's all trips fault really because he's um he's been like you said you know magnetizing but you you started it all off trips with the little team stands yeah and the all these painting the the racks yeah yeah it just keeps everything tidy and i can actually see it because it's not like three lines of miniatures behind each other are they they're literally on like cheering fans yeah which looks amazing and i'm like well i want that uh and also yes magnets are an absolute must i've got some chunky boy magnets in fact you've probably heard that because they're just so big they just wreck things absolutely love magnets it's great fun um baron says the the halflings had higher tv than him that's crazy well in which case justice all right guys any more games or hobby uh i've got a bit of hobby yes um, in. I've, I've i've done a bit of everything in the last couple of weeks it's been quite good so the main thing i've got is i've tidied up my space uh, i think the camera's gonna have to do this but i've got some of these like hobby zone shelves which no trips has um which are just the best and my camera is ruined did you um, use his affiliate link when you got them uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no sadly um yeah went, went went the full route um no but it's been oh it's just made my space so much nicer to work in um it's more organized and that does just like wonders for like mental health i suppose you know it just makes it feel better i like i got like a new mouse pad as well for my desk so like working here is also nice I don't feel like I'm cluttered by everything. And yeah, big, big change. Um, no, man, sorry, did I cut out there? No, no, not at all. You're cool. having, okay. having space organized and just nice. It, it, like they always say, isn't it? Was it tight, tidy space, tidy mind or something? Cliche yeah, exactly. That actually is it's remarkably true. true. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at that. Although my desk, I am frequently tidying at the moment, which is cool. In fact, there's only... 10 models on it which is amazing that's that's a good amount yeah, yeah good amount eight of them are on the little spinny plate so actually i'm going to take a complete victory on this one <laughs> although i do get i do keep getting like enraged as i'm filming a video because i'm like i'll just grab uh, this model to use as a size comparison and i'm like no it's gone i've tidied it because uh, i just i'm just so used to my like organized pile of chaos um is this mm. gonna work yeah, see, I've got this. I've got the. Do you know that big lighting unit that you blinded yourself with on video trips? Oh yeah, yeah. I brought it up into the studio so I could use this like a backlighting on the sewer wall thing for uh, the spinny plate video, nice. and I just, I just love it. Like, oh, I go invisible with the green screen. That's cool. Look at that. Yeah. Anyway, playing with lights is just unnecessary, and uh, and exciting. Ooh, the red is cool. The red is thematic purple i needed to what's the i can't find the off button there we go yeah that's as much tidying as i don't know bt the the draw with like blocking is the best one um because you just sent a little the draw oh yeah so i've just got some of these drawers where i just put like loose flock in and yeah like a couple of them have like foam flock in and um if like the lighting's right and the camera quality is good enough um in like some work calls it looks quite sketchy that i've got these like 
three or four of these drawers with just like various shades of foliage <laughs> green should we say green foliage yeah but yeah. Uh, um, ben sent a little snap into uh it's a little a little whatsapp group earlier and it just looked like it looked like a tiny piece of uh new zealand in your cup in your yeah. drawer it just i could yeah. i could i could see like an assortment of folks just walking over it and someone telling the story about how um sean Bean doesn't like helicopters uh it had that proper that proper lord of the rings vibe it's so cool this is where aragorn broke his toe <laughs> yeah um yeah no it's it's it is, it is really good um it's very productive i've printed bits and made up the placement college of life team um this one hasn't been sold on ebay so like a bandit yeah you know getting that ready for dungeon ball stuff um which also another bit of different hobby was uh dabbled into 3d sculpting again with the help of brute fun which um, is so i was there cool. yeah i was there just like i had um I used to do this at uni. There's no excuse for forgetting how, but it's like genuinely it's like forgetting how to ride a bike. Um, and I'm there in software I haven't used, trying to rip off geometry and trying to reattach geometry like an idiot. And I'm there just like, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. I give up. And I was I was vented to brute fun. I'm just like, I don't know how you do it, guy. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, this is awful. He, he just, like I said, brute fun was typing. Or he was typing. And it was there for like 10 minutes. And then like this, this wall of instructions came back being like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I followed it to the letter and it fixed everything. So huge thank you <laughs> because you've enabled me now to print out some war dancers, which is very cool. Um, these are from Lost Kingdom, as I mentioned earlier. Um, they're like ballet posed because they're like very oh, elegant. War dancery. Yeah, exactly. Super elegant. They're doing ballet poses. Um, they look amazing. And I just wanted to get rid of the glaives and dropped it. Not broken. Good. Um, I wanted to get rid of the glaives. And so I just wanted to do a simple hand swap and worked out great. Cut off the hand, mirrored the hand, attached it to the other arm. It's great. And printed out fine. So what the software biggest thing, did you use? Uh, this was using Blender. Yeah, Blender. Yeah. So at university, we use like Autodesk Maya. And that's what I'm like really used to and like ZBrush. But those are like really expensive, bougie industry softwares. Um, Whereas Blender's like really, really good industry standard and free. Yeah, um, yeah. I did so. I did. I fudged yeah. one of the sculpts for the ogre heads in, in Blender. That's about as far as yeah. I ever got because I was like, the lack of control of this really upsets me. I don't know how to do this. So then when like brute fun is like, ah, day two, I've built this team. I'm like, how, 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 <laughs> like how? I don't get it. That is something that did come back straight away, actually, in terms of 3D modeling, is the UI controls, like you say. Like, they are not intuitive. Like, controlling modeling software is not intuitive. It's like, you want to zoom in, shift, middle mouse click, and then release shift, and you're, you're, you're fine. Um, ZBrush is the worst for that. I think, like, yeah, I think doing basic stuff requires three button presses. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I struggle bouncing between Chitty Box, which is Ian Triplo's favorite software, and uh, 3D Builder because, like, the buttons are ever so slightly different. And I find myself just, like, twisting and zooming really weirdly. Uh, but that's as much as yeah. I get done. I know you're a lychee guy, Trips. Oh, it's great, lychee. I'm just so scared <laughs> to transition over because I've got the settings dialed in, like, just right that I, I'm just scared to do anything different because I'm on a really good run. <laughs> Dutchwood. 
That's, there's a lot of meta in that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, right. There is something about printing when when it's working. You're just like, I'm not touching anything. It's just, and it'll stop working one day, and I won't know why. But yeah. Until then, I'm going to enjoy it. It's just incense and chanting until that point, and that's fine. Like that's although incense, incense in the uh, in the lab with all the white spirit is probably a bad idea, or the IPA. Um, more flavors. Hmm. More flames? Did you say? Uh, well, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just the order of chemicals you had in your desk, Ben. Before you realised maybe that wasn't the right order. Oh yeah, I did send a picture of my new desk with yeah, Ian's right. I had little. I've decanted all my chemicals into like little squirty lab safety bottles. Um, and the one nearest my lit candle was the white spirit. And when I sent this like picture to my family, uh, my sister, who is a um, like site inspector for health and safety standards, who can like issue fines if they're like drafting up a fixed penalty notice to ship to my address, <laughs> <laughs> breaching basic lab safety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But I've now shifted that with the water, so we're all good. I love that bit. Anyway, guys, uh, any other hobby bits, or we shall jump in to the unofficial team discussion? I think it's discussion time. Let's roll. <clears throat> Everyone good? Yeah. All good. Mm. All right. That was... As, uh, as convincing, I think, as we get, which I like. Mellow. Yeah, mellow's good. Mellow's what we need. Mellow was what we decided this year was going to be about. Um, and it's it's, it's nearly over because it's because it's April, <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, right. So we're going to talk about unofficial teams. What backdrop do we want for unofficial teams, other than obviously brute farm, toys, uh, hunger. But they're slanted. Has my connection been okay for this call as well, by the way? Because I think the internet is absolutely me. Um, it, it yeah, seems I've had to be fine. Yeah, I've had no problems with your connection. I, I, okay. Um, the guys in chat, do let us know if you had any issues. But I think it's been all right. Hopefully, it's been. Basically, all right. we looked after a dog last week, and I came back one evening, and I, uh, so, no, it wasn't even an evening. I don't know. I'm so like intrigued hour. as to where this and, is going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so looking up this dog and i said allison keep keep an eye on the dog um i just need to, i need to pop out so I go to the shop or whatever it was came back and the dog's there chewing on something plastic and i'm just like no that's weird what's that like what, what is that and i go down and it's this little like rod of plastic and i'm just like i know immediately what that is i saw like a bit of metal poking out of it oh. i know what that is it's one of my wi-fi card aerials that dog had gone under the desk and it's the middle one impressively bit in this ripped it out and just having a munch on it and i was just there looking at allison like how you couldn't have stopped this at any time <laughs> <laughs> uh fortunately the dog's okay didn't choke on it um oh yeah that is the my yes. wi-fi yeah my wi-fi seems hit and miss it seems like the speed is fine but it's where it was previously like you know a steady stream of of data now it seems to be just like like 250 5 300 10 250 like it really jumps between super fast and and i think it's related um yeah welcome to the new forest (laughs) (laughs) unofficial legacy unofficial legacy 
What are you looking for, Ben? I was just mincing through the tour play stuff to see what the shizzles and the dizzles were. Yeah, so it's the um, Blood Bowl is the second one along. Blood Bowl, unofficial, Blood Bowl 20, Blood Bowl 7s. That's where the squig and the troll are. Yeah. Oh, they've got demons as well. That's cool. All right. <clears throat> How do we want to play this, guys? Do we want to just do a round table? Do we want to take opposing sides and rage? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. The opposing sides was really fun. It was really Ooh, fun. But I don't think... I'm just trying to think. If I had to say unofficial teams isn't good, I really don't know. I like Games Workshop, I can probably fudge, but I, this one is... I am obviously massively pro unofficial and homebrew rules but i'm very happy to argue about some of the some of the concerns so i'm happy to take the the role of the sith lord here yeah because i don't i don't really think it should be a debate um no it's just, not really going to be yeah so all yeah pros and cons and then just an, honor, go in. an honest conversation about yeah the impacts okay we can make it spicy because that's good content. Um, if we oh. feel like we must, don't worry. I can start well, shouting at you, Ben. Saying, we'll find a way. To, we'll you. find a way to trigger you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely will. So, <laughs> that Stony says, Ben, is that the adult equivalent of the dog ate my homework? The dog ate my <laughs> router. <laughs> my Wi-Fi card. Yeah. <laughs> is there an opposing size, says Baron? Yes, I will do my best to try and represent uh, some of uh, some of the opposing sides. Um, Oh, bless you. Thanks, guys, in chat. Right. Uh, news? No, we'll, we'll hold off on news for a second. All right, let's go. Okay, so Blood Bowl. If you say, well, I'll tell you what, every month when the NAF updates the NAF games and stuff on their Tableau, I do the monthly meta. And two parts of the monthly meta show is uh, what's legal and what's lethal. What's lethal is looking at tournament results and being like, hey, this team's doing great and goblins suck again. Um, oh, come on. Um, and then um, the, the first bit is what's legal. So kind of covering all of the stuff that's available in Blood Bowl. So if you just get back into Blood Bowl, you just join in it, you just, you know, whatever. You, you, it kind of the whole idea is to give you a quick, I say quick video. Uh, you know, I don't do quick videos um because i like talking uh and uh kind of cover all the stuff that's available and one of the things that always comes up is the slan team and the slan team is as actually quite a big point of contention i think in the in the in the blood bowl sphere uh because whenever i do a video for slan it's really interesting like no matter what it is whether it's a print pitch video or uh you know like one of the dream teams or something there's always some of the comments just like slan aren't a real team like what are you what are you doing like slan just let them die and i'm like well i will not let them die but <clears throat> but yeah and then when we were in games workshop hq we kind of like hey what about slan what about slan and it was made very clear that slan are slan are, slan are gone right they've, they've been gone from all the warhammer worlds they, they've they've just gone which makes me very sad um and then we're kind of talking about what would be a good thing to talk about and some of the upcoming episodes. And we're like, oh, you know, that could be quite fun. And then Brute Fun, Bloomin' Brute Fun, goes, do you know what would be sweet? A flipping Squig Team. And I've been raving about Squig Team for ages. And he's just gone and sculpted just the best imaginable Squig Team. And it's just it's just so good. But, you know, this ties in to what we always mention and always talk about wanting to do more of, which is the secret league, right? On the fumble. Mm -hmm. 
So <clears throat> we thought it would be worth us having a bit of a conversation about the good points and the bad points of having unofficial teams in Blood Bowl. And when I say unofficial, I mean non-games workshop. Uh, and it's interesting because if you talk about the NAF and you talk about the NAF um, World Cup, like it is the it is an unofficial, it's the unofficial World Cup. And it's a really interesting thing. And the SLAN team, which is supported by the NAF, is our unofficial team. But we've got great models out there, great teams out there. And as far as the play style, play style goes, it's such a great team. And we love the secret teams. <clears throat> and they add more depth, more play styles. And actually, we thought it would be good to talk through in what ways they are good for Blood Bowl and in what ways they are bad for Blood Bowl. So we're going to be focusing on Slan, and we're going to be focusing on some of the other Secret League teams. But, Trips, what did you spot yesterday or today? Uh, so Tour Play have started to add uh, the some unofficial teams. So they've they've added in the, the old, old Amazons, the old Corn, the old Norse. Slan are there, but squig and troll have made it over from fumble um onto tour play and are now available to add into leagues which is amazing like yeah. I, I i i mean this th this starts to break down the boundary between what is official and what is unofficial because if you're starting on blood bowl and you're like hey you know create a team we're using tour play and you see the team is right there you don't know if it's games workshop if it's not games workshop and and slan is like the middle mound of this one um uh, i'm just gonna keep an eye on the chat here because i think this is where we're gonna start getting some uh start get some some juicy bits don't let them die i've just finished painting mine yeah <laughs> i love that um I, I don't want slants to die. I think they're too much fun. But no, I was really surprised to see Tour play add these, but also mega excited. And I think you can agree that this one is probably Brute Fun's fault. Um, but the fact that they've added in some some unofficial teams in there is is phenomenal. So before we kind of start the talk, I think it probably be worth, if you haven't heard of Fumble, Fumble is a JavaScript client that allows you to play side on games of blood bowl using what can only be described as pokemon sprites uh it's that kind of graphics it's wicked uh it just plays full blood bowl rules the real blood bowl rules and then there's this little thing inside it called the secret league and the secret league has about a hundred teams that have been developed by the secret league community and thousands of games have been played with them we've played a couple of leagues using them we've filmed a league using them we've played a tournament using some of these rules and it just adds a massive amount of depth and other stuff to blood bowl that it's just variety yeah, yeah it's just it's like modding for the community right yeah it really um, is yeah. yeah and blood bowl is a pretty good game to do that with because it's pretty the, the core rules are actually pretty solid but i feel like we're going to stray a little bit in here so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the the positives and the negatives of well can we start with the slan team and then sure. we'll kind of expand into other teams because because i feel like the slan is a, is an interesting point because it did originate with bretonians demons of corn and slan being the three kind of naf teams that were just agreed on and and kind of folded into the rules and then when 2020 came in 
the NAF updated those rules so that teams could still be used and, and they were just there. And then Bretonians got slain and replaced with Imperial Nobility. Um, they added a big guy. So generally speaking, quite happy with that transaction. Corn. Uh, I know that we lost the Bloodthirster, but actually the Corn roster is is great fun. So, but those two rosters were basically made null and void, and that left us with a single team, Slan. And if, well, I don't know, guys, we've got Slan kicking around. Is it good or bad for Blood Bowl? What do you think? Uh, I think it's good. I'm going to say fundamentally, my strong, you know, belief and foundation on this is more is better, and it gives more options. The team isn't broken. Um, it's not like it's causing any problems. I think there's a lot more, you know, egregious outliers in the game than the existence of the Slan team, if you want to argue on that front. Um, and yeah, I just really, I think this is, I, I don't, I don't want to preface the negatives too much, but I think thematically I can see some issues there, which I will touch on in a minute. But um, I don't think... I don't. I don't think they cause any problems. I think it's great. They fit. They fit a variety of team which we don't have in the game. So, yeah. Where do you sit on this one, Trips? So, I, I think for me, Slan are, are different to quite a lot of the unofficial teams because they've been unofficially official, officially unofficial for <laughs> for nearly all versions of Bud Bowl. They've always been in the and that team there. They've been a team that you can play at tournaments for for a number of years. So they're even though they're an unofficial team and there's not a, a defined set of GW rules, let alone miniatures for them, they've not been the thing that you've really had to try hard to find a game against them. You Slan have been. We've had probably one Slan team at uh, three or four tournaments at least. Okay, so this is where, before we started recording this segment, we kind of like rock, paper, scissors, and I, I, I said I'll take, I'll take the, the role of trying to present some of the concerns, or some of the concerns that are out there about unofficial teams, and I think Slan is a great place to start with that. Um, the, the, the issue with it is, is twofold, I think, or at least one of, the, one of the things you could be concerned about with the Slan team. Um, I mean, I got to preface this by saying I personally love the Slan team. I love the fact they're space frogs and I love the way they play and I love their catches. Their catches have got to be one of my, my favorite positionals in the entire game because they are flying gutter runners. Uh, and that's just awesome. And Lars in chats just said Slan, are, they play like no other team. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's absolutely bang on. And Baron, great for Blood Bowl because they explore the rule set, team-wide pogo that other teams don't have. Andrew, simple. More Blood Bowl is more better. And it's very hard to argue with any of those points. But there is an element of... Um, I guess trying to keep up with the game, but also like trips. You said, you know, you know, all of our tournaments. Generally speaking, have had a slam team. I mean, if you come into Blood Bowl via Games Workshop, like actual Blood Bowl rules, and you go to the Games Workshop website to find uh, what teams are around, and you go to the Games Workshop rule books to see what teams are available, um, and then you come across this random bouncing frog team at a tournament or in a league. It, it is that point of like what why are we using homebrew rules like what is this like it's very confusing i can i can i can see that 
as a potential negative. Now, there is a lot of TOs will do a really good job of signposting. I know we do. Uh, I've been like the slan teams also available. Here's the link. Uh, but we know that tournament rules packs are involved and um, we know how often that they're simply not read. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of a point of like, even though we can signpost, having a team that is just completely unofficial, it, it, you've got to admit, it, it, there is a there is an element of potential um, life-threatening danger there. Would you say they would have the same problem if that person, let, let's say it's Bretonian. Let's say if someone's coming along and we have the old Bretonian roster allowed in the game. I know it's similar to Nobility, but let's just say for the sake of argument, Nobility didn't exist. And Bretonian was in that sort of similar state. Would you have the same... Do you reckon the sort of responses that you're saying when people are saying, oh, what is this random home brew team? Would they say that for Bretonian? Or do you think it's the, th the theme of the team that is causing the problem there? I think it's difficult to say because uh, Nobility replaced Bretonians in the 2020 rule set. Prior to that, Bretonians were available in Blood Bowl 2. So yeah. they they were a team where you were like, oh, as a Bretonian team, I've played against this on Blood Bowl 2. So there's that, there's that element of officialness about I it. Was slam. Huh? Huh? Well, yes. That's what I mean. Is it a so, theme thing? So in your point, actually, the theme... Yeah, they really screwed the pooch on that one. Changing space frogs to circus Kislev and then back, you know, it's, it's bad stuff all around. Um, by the way, much prefer space frogs. Way dumber, but at least they're in the original Blood Bowl artwork. So at least it's more true to the theme. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's also probably doubled down in difficulty with Blood Bowl teams because of how many creative versions of Blood Bowl teams there are out there. Like, there's always like a Pokemon team or like the Cutemals and it. It's kind of mm. um, a really, it's a kind of representative miniatures game anyway. That potentially having representative miniatures and then rules that are non-existent. I am, I am using, I am over, over exaggerating everything, uh, but you know, using using rules that are <laughs> free and easy to download um, yeah. could be considered confusing, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a really good point for unofficial teams in general. I think Slan is a bit different because they are much more readily available. You don't have to go out of your way to create a tournament with Slan in. You can have them in with with the NAF uh, rule sets and guidance for tournaments. They're in the, a bog standard tournament build, effectively. Whereas a lot of unofficial teams, you've 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 got to go down the slightly mad route to to squeeze them in. So let's let's argue on this point where is it a team problem? Because we've had unofficial star players and pretty much had nothing but praise for that. Like the Fen Beast. People love the Fen Beast. Did that cause that many problems? Or do you think having a whole team is a lot more well this is this is the this is the, i think the really interesting thing about this topic is slan are fine why are slan fine and squigs aren't fine yeah because mm. slan have always been fine and it's kind of like this weird circular argument that really starts you asking like okay well if slan is fine then why are the other teams frowned upon 
like and i know that a big element here that we haven't kind of discussed is like the whole naf rankings and unofficial teams mean that though that game doesn't count um which i just find a really silly way to organize the naf results like literally just like have a blank team or something against you know people who aren't registered to the naf or a team that has not existed in the in the naf and <laughs> everything is solved immediately in my opinion but I, I i actually wonder if that's the the biggest barrier there is that the slan are a real team as far as the nav stats are concerned but actually the secret league teams or the mixed leagues or the mixed teams um because i think mixed teams is another great kind of unofficial bit here where they don't sit in the rankings it, it takes it maybe maybe that's the bit that differentiates it which is really interesting because obviously neither slan or a mixed team or the squig team I've, I've wrecked my chair here my cushions have gone all squiffy um you know none of them sit in the world of games workshop players oh it's just weird isn't it like i i, I would love to include more teams in in our leagues and in our tournaments like in a in a heartbeat because like more blood ball is more better like ben almost said um and it's like like there's no issue and the teams are pretty balanced and they're pretty fun uh you know you can't go to games workshop and get slan team you can go to games workshop and get squigs so it's like really quite funny in that regard as well um i don't know what is what is the point of difference there yeah i i'm wondering if there's this sort of crossover between where people sit on it and i think you've sort of got two different crowds where some people are they, they see it sort of as like like a pure IP that's very protected that people will, you know, it's just like, we shouldn't deviate from that because where does it end? You know, if we start allowing random squig teams, are we then going to allow the random like Space Marine troll team, team where everyone, yeah, yeah, stuff like that, where it's okay. Yeah, it's official games workshop because it's Space Marines, but it's not really Blood Bowl. Um, and then there's also the crowd, which probably aren't okay, that okay with Slam because maybe it's like this sort of thematic consistency isn't there um and then they'd be worried about the theme being broken as well then i think there's that crossover um between those two camps whereas yeah you sort of got the mechanical teams and then the thematic teams i don't know i've said i've written down that game games workshop we know keep a level of thematic consistency with their teams and we discovered that a little bit more after we chatted with jay mm. yeah. World, yeah where they said what was it with the demon teams the reason they don't have demons in Blood Bowl is because demons don't exist in Blood Bowl. They're, you know, manifestations of war, and war doesn't happen in the world of Blood Bowl. So, which I that's find why really strange, them. given that in Blood Bowl, yeah, 1, I find that strange. The demons of Corn team was, yeah. <laughs> was in Blood Bowl one. I did kind of consider I think the this. Recon, more than anything. Yeah, but, I think, uh, but maybe that's where they've been cleaning up the lore and the detail because it was demons of Corn, and it now is. Yeah, yeah you're right. Actually, trip. I think it was a case that it was just Warhammer Fantasy Battle, but with with blood bowl the game whereas now it's mm -hmm. the blood bowl world and i think to your point yeah. ben they've done a really good job of kind of building it as its own world um and yeah. with that thematic consistency hence we probably won't ever see slan because slan aren't a thing yes, they're just they not oh they were a thing in the rule book but not and so were demons <laughs> so that's what i mean if they're like saying this is the new blood bowl yeah yeah is this isn't a thing we're going to see and yeah. they're going to keep that consistent we might see squigs in the future but you know ben just wants right now games workshop are there being like yeah Comple I do. completely but biased. They, um... 
like right now they're just trying to keep this sort of level thing and i think people are on board with following that because they are the holders of the ip and i think that's important to some people um some people you know don't give a toss about the ip i think <laughs> more in that camp myself but yeah it is funny because we we had this chat about um uh miniatures no agnostic rules i think you me milton and stuff or in one of the one of the chats it's kind of a case of like i like the look of that third party game that but i i can't be bothered because it doesn't mean anything whereas there's this this there's this genuine like there is a, a reality element that the games workshop world the blood bowl teams in that world or in age of sigma the factions like they mean something they they you i think it's got to do with hum, human feudalism right you are this is my clan i identify with this clan like for me i am abzan through and through black green white are my colors in magic the gathering and i am i am abzan all that, that's just me and like i identify as an abzan person like give me dragon lord dromakar and a siege right now and i'm there um and it's kind of like I, I think that that thing's really important we see this with ian warhanam he is he loves painting stuff that's fit that's games workshop because it he feels like like it, it, it's it's it, it's not it's not about brand identity or anything so you know silly as that but there is just a kind of like it's like playing Magic the Gathering with a card you wrote yourself or you're participating in the lore of that world and you're participating in, in that league, in that world, in that sphere. And it's it's a really interesting one because, like, if you think about... Imagine playing 40k with a homebrew faction. I was about to say, a homebrew rule set. Oh, imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> with a better homebrew rule set. Uh, I think... I was going to say, have I? I think oh, we've seen that. A Baron's actually kind of worded it in a much less uh, bad way than me, significantly so. Um, he said, I must admit that I love it when something becomes official in a game. It almost legitimizes it, kind of makes it real. I feel like that when we get DLCs for a game, uh, which may have just been a community mod before. It, it, it legitimizes it is exactly the phrase I'm looking for, which is absolutely bonkers when you think about it but was, yeah but, but there yeah. is there is a tipping point where all of a sudden this thing is legitimized and it is a real thing and therefore it is a real thing that has more value to it than when it is not a real thing and and i don't know i just it's 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 that's such a true thing right i don't know i'd actually push back really hard on that i um partly because it's spicier to do so but um <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> i i don't know if the legitimacy is something really that i would agree with i i think often there is a raw it's going to sound really like wanky like stam chair philosophy kind of thing but i think there's like this sort of raw engagement of community made things that are kind of agreed on, which I find genuinely fascinating and really engaging and taking it away from sort of like, this is an art, this is an arbiter of this is this, this is real. Like, okay, I'm going to use an example because I'm rambling. I'm going to use an example. Have, do you guys know like SCP? No. Do you no. need a so cream for that? No. <laughs> Some people in the chat probably do, but it's basically like a, it's like a community led narrative sort of 
enterprise where you've got a whole bunch of people creating stories, creepy stories about like phenomena, and then the community deciding this is cool and basically sharing them, rating them, and they go onto this like database and it becomes part of like the official canon of like these like phenomena that people are investigating. Hang and on, is that creepy pasta. It comes from that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um that that is sort of like in that kind of community kind of thing. Um and it's just sort of like like collaborative development, which I think is feels way more like human and legitimate to me than a corporation saying we own this IP, so we have the final say on whether it is official or not. And you're going to like it and buy it. I, I don't know. I know that's, that's abstracting very literally, like, you know. Well, no, I, I, think there's an, I think there's an element here which very much mirrors society, um, uh, which is which is getting very philosophical. And Bruti put a comment in the, the chat we kind of need to touch on in a second. Um, but uh, it, it's... I think the the bit around that the legitimacy element is that there is a comfort factor knowing that everybody is playing by the same rules and whether that is in a game whether that is in a format in like magic or a, a version of a video game or in like local laws and I think the pandemic is a cracking one of this because most of the rage came out of the pandemic when people were not Play, where people were playing by different rules uh don't matter what rule set you wanted to play by if somebody else was playing on a, a rule set that was different to the your agreed one it created that like well i, just, well, I don't know or, you know and all that kind of umming and ahhing and and actually i think there's an element that they're like and, and magic the gathering i guess sorry to bring it up so much but it's just a really like magic the gathering is a, a macrocosm of game philosophy i think and um commander is a, a, a 100 card deck every card's got to be its own thing and was a complete community mod forever and for a long time there were people who played commander and they had a great time and they legitimately were the weirdos of magic like i remember I used to go to friday night magic and there'd be some you know very lovely chap uh with a hat uh and and he'd be playing commander with another guy with a hat and everyone was like oh yeah they just played commander and everyone else is like right i'm here to play standard let's play by the standard rules let's tap tap concede and then there were just these two weirdos in the corner having a great time with their community yeah, i was mod. gonna say who's having yeah, more fun there right <laughs> and and then and then uh, magic you know wizards were like oh uh we can sell things to those weirdos and now everyone's like oh yeah commander yeah no i like to play that sometimes yeah it's cool and it's that element of like see that as a bit of a shame yeah, definitely. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how yeah, humans okay. work. Um, <laughs> and and I think we see that in society. We see that in in, mm. in genuine like conformism. But if everybody is playing by those rules, if it is the accepted way to do something, it matters more. We see it in the NFL as well. Everyone's like, yeah, NFL is American football. The XFL, <laughs> you're the weirdos playing commander in the corner. Well, let me tell you, the XFL is better. The rule set is better. The football is not as good but the game is good and it's, it's it's brilliant and it's kind of like the xfl i see is the secret league um of of american football and it's kind of like people dismiss it because it's not real and it's just well let's it's, develop it's, on it's that astonishing let's develop on that with the sort of title of the discussion with which which was like are you know unofficial teams good for the game well what you're saying is unofficial teams created by people having a good time 
when they get adapted, because maybe they gain a level of popularity, people see them as being quite good. Let's say the Squig team, we're talking about it all the time. Tor it's showing up on tour play. We're getting, um, what, seven? What? Sevens. Oh, sevens, exactly. Yeah, the sevens. Um, sorry, I thought you meant the seven secret teams. Coming. No, that was really um, vague of me. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Brute Fund's made a team. It's on tour play. Is this going to like, this sort of community, like, driven engagement is that going to lead to officialization of teams and i think if you're whichever way you look at it it's always going to be a good thing are you saying you know, that if you're having basically crowdsourcing ideas and tour play uh legitimizes these teams a bit better is that is that how you yeah no 100 do 100 do i see tour play right now as a community engaged engagement of 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 the game like it, it's it's the community coming together to expand upon and make the game better tour play um, kind of is the way blood bowl is played now in, in, in a lot much, of places yeah. which is which is incredible really um that brutey but it's in there for a philosopher uh, from okay i'm going to try that again with words uh from a philosophical level homebrew teams demystify game design and give the community ownership of the game as opposed to just renting it same argument with D. &D. yes Ah. Uh. Uh, is he single i have a question for you ben <laughs> are yeah are you brute fun yeah i know i think <laughs> on this very similar wavelength here. <laughs> man that would be a hell of a plot twist uh all of a sudden we're in an m night Shyamalan movie um <sighs> anyway, uh, the legitimacy angle is a shortcut to vetting. It's outsourcing the testing to others in a sense, but not belittling. People are busy. Playtesting is frustrating. That's interesting. Uh, the instinct to conform is some old, old wiring. I think, I'd, well, you know, we're going to go into the religion angle here, and I don't think the podcast here is the right place for that. But, oh, let me tell you, be. five pound <laughs> bottle of wines in Nottingham. That's... <laughs> that's that's where that goes uh, stoney says secret teams are like house rules as long as everybody who's playing agrees it shouldn't matter what anyone else says and that's an excellent point yeah. stoney and we saw that in tombstone trips did you come to tombstone ah yeah so tombstone was my first blood bowl tournament returning to blood bowl oh wow, wow. yeah uh, welcome to the deep end so and I think it was a really good example of how secret or secret or unofficial teams are a bit scary. I remember going through the rule pack, looking at them, and I was like, oh, some of these teams look really amazing. No idea how to play them. In fact, no idea how to play nearly every team there at all. Um, and, and that was a bit weird. The difference then to now was the ability to source an unofficial team then very, very difficult. Now, mm -hmm. 3D files are ev uh, of, uh, absolutely everywhere, and you don't have to buy seven boxes to get an unofficial team. You have to print 11 miniatures. And I think that's that's lowered the bar for unofficial teams, into, particularly on tabletop because you can actually put an unofficial team together without it being a small fortune that you've got to spend or loads of green sculpt work and and, and customization i think we're i think you're right um tombstone by the way was a tournament around in the olden times where we had a horror themed thing where people could run normal teams or we added a few uh, of the horror teams in from secret league 
um, just to be spooky, and it was wicked fun. Yeah, anything that said chaos or zom- anything that was chaos or a zombie or a skeleton in or a werewolf, Ben's werewolf oh, team brought in the the uh, it brought in the tombstone massacre uh, that, that Milton still brings up with Ben, um, and um, I don't know. This, I think, I think, I think Slan stands out because very much what you just said trips is it is a readily available team not the most readily available although now punga have you know there's always been a good couple of slan teams around there if you wanted to play slan you could do it it wasn't the easiest but it's probably easier to get a slan team than a great vampire team right now <laughs> and vampires are legit probably actually yeah and and quite frankly until realm of paths dropped the tomb kings this week uh well, this month then actually tomb kings are another team where it's kind of like yeah, you can get some more right teams, but now there's a good team and high elves. We you know with um with Ogni, you know, dropping a great Ooh. high elf team. We're, we're kind of ticking these boxes off, and now brute fun is going. You know what? These teams are legit. Like even if they're not a Games Workshop rulebook official, they're legit. And this is a fun team that I want to help people represent on the tabletop. And that is now going to be a case of like, would you like to play a squeak team? What's a squeak team? The rules are on tour play. Oh, okay, cool. Can I run them in my league? Maybe if you see if your league guy is all right with it. Uh, where do I get a team from? Brute fun. shop. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you know, jump yeah. on Etsy, and thirty-five pounds later, you've got yourself a squeak team, and you're like, this is mad. Like this is a completely different style of team. This is a completely different game. And the same with Slan. You know, forty pounds later, you've got yourself a Slan team that will play like no other team, and that's just the value of that is phenomenal. Like, I don't know of any other game uh, except maybe, like, one of the epic card game games that you can pay, you know, 30, 40 pounds for a complete expansion that will just completely change a different way of playing the game. And and I really want us to see more of this. But like you just said, Trips, there is a... This stuff is different. Like, this is different. This is This is more... And the and we kind of talked about Blood Bowl, and we genuinely believe that the more teams is just just better, right? The more access, the more different ways to play is great, but the more you have, the more overwhelming it is, and the more levels of uh, not necessarily difficulty, but the more the more levels deep you have to go, the the harder it is. The kind of you know, pick up the rule book. I got my teams in the rule book. Easy. Pick up a spike. Or the box of Norse and the rules are in there. Okay, that's that's fine too. That's easy minus one. Uh, Slan team, easy minus five because I have to know they exist. Uh, I then have to know the models and then find the rules. Like, okay, that's fine. Then you've got the squig team, which quite frankly, because it's on tour play at this point, I think is going to be just... It's, I, think, I think they're catching up to Slan. Models from Brute Farm. I do. Rules on tour play. Yeah. I think the accessibility there is really catching up. Yeah, it's I mean, basically there. I think there. I think I'd much rather run. Well, actually, the Punga Slant teams are also pretty good. I was going to say, I think I'd much rather run that Squig team than any other Slant team I've seen. But both are pretty good. Um, I also think the unofficial teams they fit much better and much uh, are easier with sort of experienced players who probably have played with 15 of the teams 
and know the teams and go, well, actually, I'd like a new team and add in. They are. They're not the the place you would send a new player. Oh yeah, go and look at an official team. No, go and play. Go and play a a I might. more vanilla team. <laughs> well, you started <laughs> with goblins, Ben. Um, yeah. <laughs> now. I don't. I don't know why Torplay have chosen these two teams. I don't care. These are probably the two teams I would have chosen from the Fumble Secret League. Um, yeah. Uh, the Squig team. Mm. Squig definitely mm. troll. I'm not sure because it is a bad team. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's. I think that's the point. Like these are both tier yeah, three teams, and when you're introducing yeah. new stuff, introducing bad stuff. Well, if you want it's to play, a, if, yeah, it's not you're not going to cause any issues. Like, yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing for these teams is if you start introducing like a, a an S rank team, then that's going to delegitimize the whole thing potentially. Mm-hmm. I um, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah there's, there's the shark in sight. It's a hard sell. <laughs> oh, the Stromfels team is amazing. Um, and there's some good shark models out there, actually. <laughs> yes, it is a bad team. There's some bad teams in there as well. And there's a there's a real prevalence of claws. Although in this edition, that's not quite so bad. Uh, talking of claws, mm. the squig team has got claws. You've got the squig herders. You've got two cave squigs. Strength four. Uh, up to four squig hoppers. Again, strength four with claws. Giant cave squig. Strength five with claws. Mangler squig. Strength seven. Ball and chain with claws. Squig gobber. Strength five, bombardier, with claws, um, and it's kind of a bit like that. The troll team's amazing. Not sixteen goblins, not to six snotlings, two trolls, who are normal trolls, two river trolls, who are trolls with uh, foul appearance and disturbing presence, and two stone trolls, who are trolls with better armor, and iron hard skin. So it's just a six yeah. troll team, which I gotta say. And it counts the squig team. <laughs> the iron hard skin finally, you know, being relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> finally, finally a purpose. Now, both of these teams are individually very interesting to play. I imagine the troll team's just garbage, which I'm fine with. Like, that's, mm. that looks fun. Like, I think we need to play some games with these teams. Like, ultimately, I think we need to get them to the pitch. Um, uh, uh, brute fun says i made a secret team full of amazon blockers this is totally fair <laughs> uh one thing that works in blood bowl favor for secret teams is the shared traits and skills there's something new there's nothing new in the squig team in terms of rules yeah yeah and that's that... it's yeah. more fair than the games workshop ones i was gonna say you. i was gonna say there's less yeah. new rules in those um baron says i think punga and brute fun in particular really help with making secret teams more real if you're not a wizard conversions you can now buy slash print squig fumble kislev undead pirate clan scry yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff that's becoming mm-hmm. way more accessible um so definitely the threshold like the um the accessibility element is is a challenge right the legitimacy element of it i think I think is a real thing for most players uh not necessarily like from a from a from a competitive player absolutely look you're introducing floaty flighty rules i don't want that because i want my comp environment and that's fine like that's fine medium players i think it's going to be more a case of like right this is interesting probably fun uh didn't know that existed i think there's going to be so much didn't know that existed um and then i think 
the the point of it is not just the legitimacy but i think it's the i think it's the credibility there is a there is this hilarious thing that games can be balanced games will never be balanced there will always be the winningest stuff and there will always be the worst stuff in every environment in every meta but there's just this this kind of acceptance that if in a games workshop meta something is op or or garbage they will set the bar for what is okay and what 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 will get fixed and we've seen this with some tier changes with some rules changes with some star player cost changes with the match play guide coming in to kind of put some mega star rules in there there is this kind of like there is a trust that the game's owner is also the curator of um balance to the point of not entire absurdity or brokenness um and when you introduce non-sanctioned non-official rules that i think that credibility does get questioned as whether this is going to whether this this team works right whether it's fair uh what do you guys think about that point i i know where you're coming from with that um i think no i I think i think personally i disagree with the attitude of that but i understand that is the reality of it um especially after trying to convince so many people to play homebrew 40k and it's just kind of like that's not proper that's not uh, real that's not legit uh, like it looks cool it looks fun um will admit it's better in every way Uh, i don't think they say that but i'd like to imagine they do um but um yeah and ultimately it's just a lot of, for a lot of people that's just not what they want to do they want to do what they know and what everyone else knows and what they're part of what do you so reckon trips blood bowl, i think blood bowl because it's got a tight rule set and as long as there's not you're not entering new skills or traits i think there's you there's quite a lot of room to play with the teams there but there is the ability to accidentally get a, a really different unofficial team that are a bit broken we saw it when we played some <laughs> played some secret league on fumble where you get some teams you're just like no no that is miserable that is not tier one that is tiers imagine dwarves where the troll slayers are strength four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get the whole oh, that was made worse I'm by the old stata rules as well where not on that <laughs> on that team with strength four dwarves they then had a random strength four other dwarf as well which made which just was the worst combination but sorry trips so I, so I think that I think as long as it's it's experimental, but not to the point where it's not blood bowl. Yeah, that, that creative space is there, um, and to be truly looked at as it's not official, it's not part of the mainstream, but actually it is a good way to brew up things in detail, and if it works, well, maybe it'll become official or it'll work through. Yeah, it needs a bit of law behind it and how it will fit in. But who who's ever going to moan if you end up going, actually, that's a really good team that are going to become the 31st unofficial team? Where are we now yeah. with teams? We've got 28 games of Workshop plus Slan, is that right? Around that, yeah. I can't remember the exact Hang number. 20, 28 plus Slan. 32 is the holy number that's the dream right because then you get the nfl thing this this, this, this 32 is the sweet spot of teams i think um <clears throat> trolls squigs slan we're one team short of having a full a full spread of two conferences of four divisions of four 
Um, Brute Fun says, I'm taking credit if Games Workshop ever makes a squig team. That is very fair, except I went to Nottingham and begged for a squig team. <laughs> yeah, the response wasn't positive on that front. No, no. Yeah. I got a better yeah. response to, what about a giant team? Uh, you know, yeah. at, at least the designer was like, well, how would that work? And I was like, oh, 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 here we go. Giant team confirmed. That, uh, yeah, and that's where the secret teams are really good because there are 83 playable secret teams in Fumble. And then there's, as I think there's three that are now no longer playable because they've got weird special rules that haven't come through to the main set. And then I think there's, what is it? One, two, three, four, five. There's six that are under under development or yeah under uh, testing at the moment but that's that's a lot of design and play space from a re reasonably tight rule set to be able to go actually there's another 80 variants out there it goes back to the whole what how would you feel ben if all of a sudden a skaven variant team was available to play would you play it? i imagine if there's a really good clan like square one Depen well. depends if it was now. official or not <laughs> <laughs> well no i i think i think we can probably bring this to the the next and final point that i had on my little sheet which was about um that that agreement and and the reason i kind of say that agreement to play is because if, if you think about bonehead bowl where we have the mixed teams you go in eyes open and you go in knowing that you're playing a different variant with a different access and I think that, you know, when you call it out in a tournament environment, like this is a tournament and the fun is that you've got a Fen Beast or this is a tournament and the, the theme is it's mixed teams, you've got that access or it's Tombstone and the theme is you've got horror teams. I think if you, if your players go into it, and I think someone did point this out in chat in very, very much words, which is a case of if everyone's playing by the same rules, if everyone kind of agrees that that's okay, then you're kind of... You go into this this sub meta, and I mean, BT, you and I always talk about like the potential of having a season of Blood Bowl, like and mm. you know, like they do with the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Compendium Generals handbook things, where they're like, and this year is the year of the beast, and there are these sub rules. The core game's the same, the armies are the same, but here's a little scenario and tweak pack. Actually, that would be perfect for Blood Bowl because then you could be like, oh, okay, you know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing in the um ah oh, dude the world's edge mountains cup here's your source book with a few different dwarf teams and some squig teams and would you like the, you know we're going to be having a like a lustria would have been great right the case of here's the lustria cup in the lustria cup you've got these sub factions as well and you could be like oh should we play with the lustrian rules and actually everyone's like oh yeah because there's other things you can do with that and i and I, I don't i don't i don't think it matters whether it's is a book you're playing in a setting you're playing in a different realm you're playing with i think it's just about that um that uh, that agreement that you're buying into it the social contract right it is it, yeah very much better yeah. it's the social contract and i think slan are different because that social contract was done before and kind of by playing with the naf rules you accept that that team is part of that social contract and i think that's like that's like front loaded with that whereas this stuff is mm. new therefore it feels like well, that sits outside of that kind of established norm 
Um, and I think that actually having a, a setting, having a tournament, having a, a period of time where this is kind of viable is probably the best way to get these teams to the forefront of reality. Um, and I have, a, I have a question for you both on this. What do you think it would take for these teams to be as legit as Slan? Uh, as Slan. Uh, okay, spicy take. An open-minded player base. Pick a I game, just think if That doesn't a... exist. That does not exist, <laughs> except those, I, I, com I... those weird commander people playing in the corner with their hats. It's like what you said with it's a social contract. And I think while there is definitely, you know, an understanding for people who want to play with all fun new homebrew stuff to be like, oh, there might be people not okay with that. I'd also question why the people not okay with that aren't okay with people wanting to try something new inside the hobby. And I think just having those discussions is literally all it takes. So what what I just mean is is when I say just the open mindedness, it's just the only thing I think would take for these to become as official as Slan is having the conversations with people who you play games with. Things like, does this sound cool? Look at these miniatures that like that, that people have made that would like totally work in theme of with, with this team with the rest of the game. Like, I just think it's the conversations that need to be had, and I think just sort of the expectations are where things fall over. I, I'd agree, and I, but I'd say if you're going to go down the line of using unofficial or or doing unofficial because of that almost social contract of of it i wouldn't just tweak and play and just add in one team if you're going to do it almost do it properly uh, and the mixed teams was a really good example of it that that was the whole thing it, it was mixed teams it's madness you're going to see teams you will never ever see again some for very good reasons some for very painful reasons um but that's really the thing. It's not like you're going to just accidentally bump into one official team because you've got 20 players in your league and one person's running an unofficial team. If you're going to do it, do it with quite a few, play it and test it, and that will make it the norm because that's how everything becomes the norm, where it goes from being that thing that you, you see every once in a blue moon to going, oh, yeah, actually, I've, I've seen that team. I've played them 10 times. I, I Yeah, I don't mind playing them. Sorry, I got distracted by chat at that point. <laughs> I just saw capital letters and I'm like, what is going on? Brute <laughs> um, Fun said, uh, I think we're already there. Like, tour play models, tour play models, content creators promoting it. And Adam Pike is just like, Brute Fun, your teams need to come with a warning. If you play Blood Bowl, these games workshop will come for you. Uh, I just made me laugh. Uh, Baron says, I don't think they're far behind Slan already. And, uh, uh, you know, mm. the, the folks in chat said very much along the same things. Like, actually, it, 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 it's there. Like, like yeah, exactly. What, what you're saying, BT, is that the rules are, are there and actually you just need a bunch of people who are happy to play with them. Trip says, actually, you know what? It, it, you need that that understanding and it's it was interesting i think mixed teams went down so well because the promise of that status quo that was gone like there was no balance like there is no balance here this is all unexplored territory and i think i think what you said there is is actually if if we introduced the wear team to standard blood bowl in the same way that we we do see this when a new team lands like amazon's landed i personally adore the roster now you know 
it's just interesting right but obviously it was kind of like way way for strength four like end of the world like this is different this is broken this is op tournaments they've they've gone down in win percentage like they've dropped to mid table i'm sure that's just because people are trying to figure out that the blitzers are not blitzers they're catchers without catch um and uh it, it's like there's always that that learning curve of this is different i don't know how to play against it i don't know how to play with it therefore it's either trash or really good um so i think i think what you're saying trips is is, is good i think you i think you're right i think to kind of legitimize these you need to kind of be like boom we're going to use this team and either then you go these teams work well together in a concert in a restricted environment or yeah that seems fine like be interesting to play against yeah. humans um, which I think is where you'll find these teams are, especially the Squig team, because the Squig team will just destroy itself, and the Troll team is going to do nothing except give me a great, great reason to print off a bunch of brute fun trolls, um, <laughs> which is all I'm living for. Oh, Brutey, I printed out some of your Night Goblins at uh, 60%, 65% scale to be Snotlings, and they work beautifully. So that's cool so if you want to just expand the night goblin team to have uh you know all of a couple of stilties then uh then we're there yeah then we're absolutely there with that uh <laughs> baron says i'll bring undead pirates if you do another secret team tawny and i have a slanesh idea concerning the wear team Ooh. oh that's that's ben's, oh, so that's you... ben's language there that's so true as you mentioned Snotlings, Ben, uh, I am excited to show off my Mecha Snotlings that uh, I've been working on for College of Life. Yeah. <laughs> They're really fun. Um, uh, and I want a team of them as well. So, With Mecha Snotlings? Yeah, just a Mecha Snotling team would be pretty good. So what, what can we do, do you think, to help promote this? Or just kind of, I don't know, should we? Like, I mean, can I can I show the picture of the Snotlings, Ben? Oh yeah, if you want, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, should we play games with them? Oh, look at the mecha snotlings. So I think we're we're very fortunate. All three of us own three D printers. All three of us own more than one team, and let's just go with <laughs> it's in the more than one team category. I mean, Ben's got two boxes of miniatures he can make any team out of in, in his garage um, or at least make bits out of yeah <laughs> so we we've we've got the ability to actually play play with the secret teams and give them a go and we 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 did it in the old rule set and it was really good fun as a difference and some of the teams were lovely some of them were horrible some of them after one game the coach was like oh my god why have i picked this team this mm. is going to be the most painful thing going forward i think it's just a design space to show people and play them and actually it's a good way to do it is to show people by playing games and detail some people will not like it because it is not one of the official teams and that's fine play with your official teams play as long as you're playing blood pole that's the important thing no one's going to get mad at you for playing official teams and i think that's important it's like yeah. it, it, i feel like a lot of the um you know, discomfort is quite one way. Um, so I think it's it's a lot of, you know, it's not like you're going to have issues however you play Blood Bowl. I think official is, will always be there. Um, so. Do you think, like, so if we did some, some Secret League team videos, like tabletop ones, because we've got great access to stuff now, do you think it would be better to, like, pick 
three, four teams and do a cheeky little mini kind of couple of games against each other in the secret league format or would it be a case of like let's play squigs against skaven or squigs against amazon what, what do you think would be a better buy-in so i, I think... actually think oh sorry go you go in no no you, I, you I think to start off with going full because you're you, you're playing with secret against secret rather than doing the will a secret team take down a Skaven team, and also there is that natural imbalance of whoever is playing the Skaven team will be like, I know how this team works, I know all the pros and cons. I volunteer. And details. <laughs> yeah, let's not do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're playing, there is that sort of new team learning as well of playing with a secret team. Well, we've seen that when we've we've played with new teams, playing them against another less experienced team is actually a better uh, a better learning experience, better and more fun because it's you're really learning. You're learning about your own team and your opponent's team as well. So we've got Dungeon Bowl starting to film next week. Then, um, then we'll be moving on to the next Bonehead Championship, where we normally have about six teams because of the filming schedules and stuff like that. Do you think, what do you think the impact would be? Do you think it would be overall a positive or negative thing if one of the six teams was a secret team? And particularly, one of the two teams that are on tour play, because there is an inherent legitimacy in the case of like, the, the rules are on tour play for you right now. Like one of the two teams, and not the troll team. Oh, I don't mind the troll team. I don't mind the troll team. <laughs> well, I think the, the squig really team is obviously the shoe in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'll be totally fine. I think you're never going to please everyone with whatever you do, and I think just to have more fun with it is is probably more important than you know deciding. Oh, should we should we throw this unofficial team in? Yeah. So. Ah, oh, Baron's Secret them, Sevens was awesome. So a little tawny league. Secret Sevens secret, was awesome. Secret Sevens. Secret Sevens was great, yeah. Uh, maybe. And again, the Sevens, the, the Tombstone tournaments we've had were some of my best memories of playing competitive Blood Bowl. I think it's just such a good time and yeah. really memorable. Uh, Baron says, how about a four-way Death Bowl secret team special? That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a headache with your migraine. Yeah, yeah let's let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll bring the ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play, play trolls, Ian, and then you can blame it on yeah. that. I mean, that's interesting. That is interesting. That would be very interesting. It would be messy. But it would be. It would, in theory, be messy. Yeah. Uh, that's... that's but then we'll, we'll talk about that one. Uh, Bruti says secret versus secret has the added bonus of everyone coming to it fresh. Yeah, I mean, that's what the guys have yeah, said. Exactly. Um, okay, so it's semi-decided then. We'll finish up Dungeon Bowl. Then we'll do something with secret teams. And then maybe carry it over into the Bonehead Championship with a secret team. Maybe we could do a, a, secret, a secret tryouts where the winning team goes through to the Bonehead Championship. <laughs> yeah. Sevens is a good format to try secret teams in because it's you've got less minis to to source to start off with, and you, the games are quicker and you can rattle through. It does concentrate you more on a couple of positionals and details as opposed to here are my seven, eight trolls on oh, the line of scrimmage, mate. and if I roll well, squig hoppers roll. all over the shot. That would be absolutely amazing. 
I think the troll team would struggle a bit in sevens. Yeah, it's a shame they're not line trolls, isn't it? Like that would be good. <laughs> I think it's a cost thing. Although you could probably merrily get uh four for uh four trolls on the roster. Oh where's, easily. Where's my team gone? So four trolls, four snot uh four trolls, three snotlings is gonna be affordable, right? Ooh, that snotlings are positional for the troll oh, team. Oh they are, aren't they? Mm. Okay. Yeah, that'll be tricky. Yeah. So you need you'd need three goblins. 120k that gives you 480 you could then take four trolls averaging 120k uh i don't think i don't think you could do it 115 230 then 480 you can oh you can you can exactly do it look at that well-designed team see sometimes these secret teams are well designed and thought out (laughs) oh stony said like this is this is something that i think is quite clever uh is uh he said, with all the ones, maybe Trips needs a Cthulhu team where you need ones to fend off madness. That like, would be, oh, that's that would awesome. Be way to go, yeah. We do need, we do need some Cthulhu. Four hoppers on a sevens team. I know, right? It's that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, if you're gonna add a secret team to the Bolo Championship, you should add, you should two add two. That way, we can see each other against secret and official teams. Interesting one. I'll bring the ones trips. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I think it's good. I think there's definitely. I mean, one thing that is unanimously decided. I think by everybody is the design space is absolutely monstrously big, like beyond infinite. I think we have probably touched maybe two, three percent of the design space potential of Blood Bowl. Uh, maybe a bit more than that, but I mean. It's just awesome. It's just awesome. Any and that's into secret unofficial teams. If where would they fit in Dungeon Bowl? And mm-hmm. we've already touched on sevens, but yeah, Whew. we do need a giant team with giants. And I'm just looking for proper giants with with noblars. That's all you need. That's all you need to give me. Like maybe like a little stunty position or just to make it a little bit more interesting. But that that's it. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> Come on. Come on, we can do it. Uh, right. Anyway, guys, uh, any more for any more on that, or should we wrap up for the night? I think that's good. I think it's a good time. Good. Yeah. I'm very inspired now. Mm, I've got, me too. I've, I've got my creative mind going here. Uh, mm, mm. I'm just I'm just excited because I was going to run brute fun goblins slash squigs as goblins in the next league, but now I can run them squigs. So even better. The squigs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope that the uh, I hope that the night goblin roster gets added to tour play because that i'm really torn between squigs and night goblins i obviously squigs are amazing but the night goblin roster just because they've got the netters there's just some and the madcap mushroom addict it's just so much fun that i don't know i think i think we'll have to see we, different ones. we do have to remember to persuade our league commissioner to turn the teams on as well oh <laughs> persuade bully there's all sorts of options. yeah it's all that uh ian's not opposed to a couple of bribes we'll be fine yeah <laughs> right anyway guys let's wrap up for the night patreons thank you ever so much for joining us it's always good fun to have you there and i enjoy these episodes absolutely immensely uh but it is time for us to wrap up trips thanks ever so much for bouncing on tonight no problem bt thank you ever so much uh you know very very calm today i'll have to try and add a bit more spice to the next episode for you Uh, and on the next episode of the Bonehead Podcast we'll be talking UK politics Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, you can't fit giants into Dungeon Bowl they can't get through the door yeah that's fair enough 
Uh, right. Thank you very much, guys. We're going to wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more content. Happy blocking.